My name is Matt. If you listen to the top five of death, you are hot stuff. I'm here with DJ. So uh, this is the top five of death, and what we do here is we have two competing families on opposite sides of the room. <laughs> BWK. Hey, will you swear for me in my own voice? Fuck, shitty fuck. The other person that's here is Fro. My name is Fro. As you can tell, he's a strange anomaly to this whole deal. And Jack. Hello. I just ate a pickle, and I refuse to talk about it. Welcome to the top five of death. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a spooky episode of the Halloween episode of the show that is called The Top Five of Death. Can you repeat that in English now? Um, oh, my God. I was this close to being very racist with, a, Jesus Christ. with an accent that I, I chose not to. I checked my privilege. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what that means. I don't really yeah. give a shit either about it. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Top 5 of Death. I'm Matt. Uh, I'm here with Fro. Hello. And our uh, our resident guest today is Mr. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Let's hear it, Donnie. What's up? You've got the right stuff, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg, very enthusiastic about his past works. <laughs> uh, Donnie, what have you been up to? Uh, this and that. Uh, little cooking, little TV watching. You mentioned uh, you mentioned you made pasta from scratch for the first time, and I'm actually very interested in that because I've been thinking about trying it out. How was it? It was this first time was kind of crappy, but the second time turned out pretty well. Did you use like a, a, little... a pasta roller? Yeah, yeah. Sick. What kind of pasta did you make? Little uh, like um, what's it called when it's flat? Um, Linguini. Fettuccine. Like fettuccine. Fettuccine. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Turned out not bad. Oh. You should have made elbows. Actually, speaking of cooking, I have a bone to pick with you, Donnie. About what? You and your spoiler, non-spoiler alert fucking MasterChef posts on Facebook. What? First of all, I rarely watch MasterChef until the next day. Okay. (laughs) Hey, he's got a point. What did did I spoil? Uh, The episode... um, where uh, where nobody gets sent home because somebody goes who got eliminated and then you just answered them. I did. Yes. Oh, Don, you fucking stick with what you said, okay? Don't back up. Don't back out of this. Yeah, it's, don't back up. It's it's Master Chef. Who cares? There was an episode of, of Master Chef where no one got sent home. Yeah, and you posted about it. Maybe it wasn't him. No, it was him. It was him. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking pull it up, then you piece of garbage. I think he's looking it I'll up right pull now. Pull it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, I saw his monitor completely light up, I so I knew he was doing something. Whatever. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's Master Chef. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's not I do, story bro. driven. What do you mean? Not story driven. I didn't cook a fucking piece of broccoli well. Get the fuck home, you twat. Right. That's it. Right. So the story would be <clears throat> someone got eliminated That's trying to win the show. No big deal. No big was deal. It that, was it that week that they didn't reveal who got eliminated until the next week, like the Vegas one? Uh, that doesn't count. No, it wasn't the Vegas one. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Fro's right. He's right about everything. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what else have you been up to, Donnie? I know you mentioned you went to GeeklyCon. Yeah, it was hot as balls. Do you guys remember that weekend, that weekend in July where it was like hot everywhere across the country? Uh, sure. I assume. I yeah. only know things about here. <laughs> yeah, it was, in, it was in St. Louis, and it was... a set oppressively hot like the hotel air conditioning barely worked um but still we had a good time super fans matthew and morris and his 
girlfriend Molly got engaged, so that was fun. Who? Matthew Morris. Yeah. Oh, is that the dude who like runs the whole thing? No. Oh. I don't know nothing about those people anymore. I haven't talked to <laughs> I haven't talked to Tim in forever, and he's supposed to be in a show with me coming up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We do a show that he's in, and uh, we got a couple of dates for October. And uh, this is Tim uh, from geeklyinc.com. He's on uh, another podcast called Drunks and Dragons, and he's on Cast of Thrones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do improv together, and we have a show coming up, and I, uh, he's responded to the emails. I'll say that much. <laughs> but uh, Tim makes me laugh like fucking you wouldn't believe. Like nobody's business. Yep. Um, cool. So what, what would you say the biggest highlight of GeeklyCon was? Um, just seeing everybody and just in the midst of all this turmoil and the news and government crap and so pretty all much it stuff, was like just, just a bunch of people a bunch of people who agreed with each other were just patting each other on the back. Uh, just a, a very welcoming, friendly, non judgmental atmosphere where Oh you guys we had all that, just thought about that stuff for like three or four days. You guys had the convention at a Planet Fitness? Oh yeah. Had a judgment free yeah. zone? Yeah. I still got it. Bro, get the fuck off your phone. No, I'm, I'm getting stuff ready. Oh, okay. While you guys talk about GeeklyCon, and I'm very out of the conversation. Donnie, let's talk about Fro. Uh, what do you think Fro's worst attribute is? Mm, probably that hat. That's a shit hat. Actually, what's, what's on that hat? Just a Boston Oh, Terrier. look who's... Oh, we got your attention now, huh? You're talking specifically about me. Dude, keep going. Keep going with your, your, your phone. I think his worst attribute is his inability... To multitask. That's not true. I, you are someone who is attached to your phone, and you have uh, a very hard time looking up from it and even recognizing if somebody is talking to you. I just want to point out, ladies and gentlemen, that anytime Fro talks in the mic, he stops texting because he can't do two things at once. No, because it's not relevant. He's doing it right now. I'm not texting, first off. So. Look, listen how mad he is. I'm not even close to being mad. I'm just uh, challenging what you're saying. Donnie, what are we talking about this week? You just texted me a meme. Uh, we're talking about crappy <laughs> horror films. I don't have your number. Crappy horror films? Well, guilty pleasure horror films. Well, so, all right, so this week we're doing top. Uh, also, this uh, this episode kicks off our month long Spooktober. Hey. Hey, what's up? Change that. Absolutely not. Change that title. No, I'm not letting you define my words. Uh, Spooktober. Spooktoberfest. It's fucked up. Um, so, uh, the rest of the month, we're going to have all Halloween or horror based episodes, and this is the first one. And Donnie wanted to do, originally wanted to do bad, so the way you kind of pitched it was like bad horror movies that we like. Right? We're just crappy horror films in general. You guys rant and rave about horror films all the time, but some of them are just not good. Okay. So, yeah, so I changed it to like guilty pleasure ones. So these ones that are, these are the movies that I like, but I've had to defend on multiple occasions because the general, the general synopsis is that people don't like them. And they're probably right, but it's just I like them. For one reason or another, or I like one aspect of it, and um, so these are that. That's how I made my list. Did you just pick bad movies that you that you also don't like? Oh no, a lot of them I actually own on DVD. So, <laughs> all right. Hmm. And for what about you? Uh, see, me, it's kind of hard because horror movies. I either just really like them, or I don't at all. So having like a guilty pleasure, it's I don't know. I I agree with you because. As far as this list goes, I have guilty pleasures. Like I like Phantom Planet a lot. The band? Yeah. Really? Love that band. Other One than, of my favorite bands. Other than California. That song, California? <clears throat> yeah. They have other songs? Yeah, they have like four albums. <laughs> and they're good. 
I love them. I did not. I I did not know that. I did not know that. And that's a band that's like, you like the song California? I'm like, no, I like everything else. <laughs> like, but that's the band that did the OC theme song. I'm like, yeah. Name, but they're really good. Name five B-side tracks. <laughs> Fucking uh, Lonely Day. Oh, that's one. All right, one's good enough. I'll all believe right. you. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna do top five guilty pleasure horror movies. Uh, who wants to kick it off? Donnie, do you want to start, or would you like to not start? I can. All right, Donnie, kick us off with top five guilty pleasure horror films. Okay, this first one's on my list, and it's not really that bad, but part of it is. Don't get mad. Calm your tits. All right, hold on. It's... Let me calm my tits. All right, every, all right. Titties, titties. Are they good? S- settle down, settle down. Okay, they're calm. I'm gonna turn my camera off now. No, um, it's the '90s miniseries version of it. That's on my list. It's at. It's literally. Specific, it's literally my number two. So keep going. Specifically, the part with the adults. Yep. Um, it's. I, I was watching it again this morning, and it was like. They took these mediocre, not horrible actors, a lot of them from television, and said, here, we're going to put you in this movie with horrible writing, and just be yourself for a lot of scenes when you're like in the restaurant, whatever, do your thing, act natural, but then when it's time to be scared, do it really badly. <laughs> right, and also to accentuate how bad it is, we're going to do these like weird, of-the-time camera tricks. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, for our, have you ever seen the second half of it? I have not. We started watching the first, and it's long. And we started watching a bit late. And then I was like, okay, we'll eventually get to the second half. But we just haven't done that yet. So I don't know shit. Right. Uh, I would agree with you. I've had, to de- I've had to defend this movie a bunch of times. And obviously, I love it for the obvious reasons. I, I mean, Tim Curry is an absolute gem in that movie. Is he right. in the second half, too? Right. Yeah, he's in the second half, too. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to check. But uh, no, I totally agree, Donnie. Those, uh, no, everyone watches the first half and... Like, everyone's just like, meh, on the second half, if that. <laughs> but there was this part in the second half before they go into its lair, and Eddie Kasbrek's like, guys, I need to tell you something. I'm a virgin. And they're all like, it's okay, Eddie. It's okay. Is what are that? we doing again? You're a virgin. It's okay. I'm sl- no. Was that supposed to be like a uh, a play to the fact that in the books they had already all had sex with that girl? Probably, I guess, maybe. Well, in the books, Eddie Kasbrek's married in the, when they're adults. Oh, um, he's getting it on, on the reg. I guess. He, I don't know. But just, oh, the writing was horrible. And uh, just the whole, like, every time they showed Mike Hanlon, like, before they got there, there was, like, these, this noir trumpet kind of music. He's standing <laughs> around in a trench coat in the rain. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh. Is that like, the no. detective? The black guy? Yeah. 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 Mike Hanlon, detective, Derry, Maine. It was a cold night in there <laughs> in the mountains, and uh, there was bodies everywhere, clown clothes, and then she walked in. This dame. <laughs> Always a dame. Or a broad. Yeah. Also, Mike Hanlon, badass in my version. <laughs> He'd probably kick Pennywise's ass by himself. Sure. Mm, well. And also, Pennywise isn't a, uh, an evil force that's a clown. He's a, uh, a moonshiner. Moonshiner. Uh, yep, selling hooch on the side, soaking <laughs> suds. So it's now prohibition. Um, yeah, blind tiger. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I've I've only heard that the second half is pretty rough. Yeah. So for anybody like for you, Matt, <clears throat> I can imagine that you're like, yeah, it's not great, but I loved the idea of the whole thing as a whole. 
So I guess I will have to kind of defend the second half. The all right. So the 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 one time where I was like uh, so offended that someone didn't like it because of the way it came across was uh, I went to a horror convention and we got into the after party somehow. My sister got us into the after party. This was the time that I hung out with like Jason Muse and. Um, Corey, Corey, Feldman there. Corey Feldman. Yeah, I told this story before, and he got served papers at that convention. <laughs> and actually, the guy who got us in was Derek Mears, who played uh, Jason Voorhees in the newest version of Jason, that remake. Um, mm-hmm. But so I was at that party, and I'm like, well, I'm a social butterfly, and I want to mingle around. So I got myself into a conversation with some people. Some of them were like, uh, one of the people were like uh, some big wig at like the Rue Morgue magazine. Rue Morgue? Rue Morgue, yeah. And, uh, Shooting shit, and someone was like, we were just going around saying your favorite horror movie, and I was like, I like it, you know, with Tim Curry, and this fucking woman, like, gave me like, it was one of those things where it's like I'm trying to fit into high society, and someone was just like, it was like in the episode of The Simpsons when they pointed out she kept altering her dress, and mm. just like, that's how I felt, and I was so fucking mad, and she was like, oh, TV horror, and I and I went, yeah. Tim Curry, awesome actor. And she was like, oh, I guess there's something for everybody. And I never wanted to like <laughs> physically hurt a woman in public more than right then and there. Because mostly I do that in private, is what I just said. <laughs> um, no, but like, I couldn't believe how, like, I'm, she doesn't know me. I don't think, I think some of them knew each other, but not everybody knew each other. And like, what a rude thing to say to a stranger. Mm. And like from then on, I was like, "No, fuck that! I'm dying on this hill." That movie, <laughs> that movie's fine. It's great. I like it a lot. I got it. I like it so much that I got a tattoo of the character. Um, but there's no way that I cannot essentially recognize the fact that there are a lot of shit parts in that movie. In the second half, mm-hmm. yeah, even the first half has like some some bullshit. But um, well, it's TV and it's the budget. And also, I think like kid actors get a pass for being bad if they're bad. No one's like, oh, that kid was terrible. Eh, they're like, oh yeah, the kid was bad, but he's a kid. So Anakin Skywalker got a little bit of fucking hate. Oh, fuck him. He was too old to be bad. <laughs> that sounds like a good fucking R&B group. Too good to be bad? Too old to be bad. Too old to be bad. Fuck! Alright, top five <laughs> R&B group names coming up. Uh, but Anyways, yeah. Matt, how about you go? How about you give us your number five? So once again, that was Donnie's number five. <laughs> that was mine were two. <clears throat> cool story, bro. Thanks, bro. I appreciate your support. You're very welcome. All right, all right. So my number five is Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Have either of you seen this movie? Is this the one that no, Mike Myers is not in? This is the one that Mike Myers is not in. Right. I saw this movie ages ago when I was a kid. Uh, I was on like during the day, and I barely remember it. I remember it had something to do with TVs. Sort of. It had to do with the commercial and masks. Yeah. So the synop- So this is the thing. Yeah, it's called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And as we stated, the icon character from those movies isn't in it. <clears throat> so this was their like idea and departure to make the Halloween films like an anthology. Yeah. And not so much a franchise like that, like a, like a Jason or a, a Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. So this is their attempt. Maybe make that attempt on the second film. To get everyone's mind in the right place. Not right. the third one. Right. Where it's like, okay, you've seen Mike Myers twice. Guess what? Not even in it. Not even in it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but what it is is... um, Well, didn't that happen with Friday the 13th? Uh, yes and no. What do you mean? Because the first movie... 
he was he not in the so f- in the first? in the fifth one it wasn't Jason. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, but I don't know. I think I don't think it was as big an offender as this was. Okay. Um. So the synopsis for Halloween three is that there's these Halloween masks that are being super popular, and the whole thing is that. They're pumpkins too, right? There's a pumpkin. There's, there's a, a bunch. Okay. There's a skull and a witch, I believe. Okay. And they're put out by a company called Silver Shamrock, which is a evil corporation. And when, at a certain time, when they put on these masks, I believe they're going to be like they're going to put on the mask, and they're all going to be like hypnotized, or something's going to happen to everybody wearing the mask at the time. Some mind control. Is it while it's while they're watching the commercial, right? Yes. Okay. I, I again, it's slowly coming back. Right. So the commercial themselves are like prepping people for this whole thing, and it's like got a very uh, catchy jingle, which I sh- should have had ready, but I do apologize. <laughs> oh, oh well. Um, but I. So here's the thing: a lot of people were very upset and offended that it didn't have Mike Myers, but I think the movie on its own is pretty good. I like that story. I think it's pretty cool. I, I get people's apprehension and being upset because Mike Myers wasn't in it, but I, if you can remove yourself from the fact that it was supposed, like it's a Halloween, it's the third installment of the Halloween franchise. It's fucking great. I think it's such a cool story and a lot of fun. I mean, it makes sense for people to be upset about it because it, it is, yeah. name it something else. Yeah, or just make it its own movie. It's kind of like, um, like Saw 2. Saw 2 wasn't a Saw movie. They just adapted it to be a Saw movie. Right, but they were able to work in Jigsaw and all that shit, and it followed the same premise. Right, but my point is that originally it was a different story right. that they were able to adapt. So, I mean, essentially, that was such a different story. I don't know. Like, yeah, if I don't know. They could have had Mike Myers pop in to say hello. I don't know. They, I mean, people felt the same way with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Because rather than Freddy being involved in people's dreams, he possessed this one weird-ass kid. And uh, he came to the physical world, which deviated from his actual character and his story a bit. So people kind of have a... Oh, Oh, I remember this. You got Donnie dancing. Uh, I don't think that's the actual one. I think that's something somebody made. But uh, you get the point. (laughs) I was like, I don't say happy, happy Halloween. They count down the days. Do they? Yeah, it's like 10 more days till Halloween, Halloween. And then there's like the sick bass drop comes in. It's like, boom. Mm. It's like, I was like, yo, you like it Halloween and you're wearing a mask. Yo, don't get frisky or I'm going to ask you a question because it's something that's cool. And yo, don't be an idiot. Don't be a fool. Improv's your thing. Freestyling, not so much. <laughs> what do you mean? I rhymed every word with that. Name one rhyme I missed. Uh,. But Jesus and Frank. Okay, thank you. Uh, but that's my number five is uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Cool. If Rose in it, it'd be called Season of the Bitch. Oh man. Sick burn. It'd be Season of the Skitch because I fucking ride on the back of cars. Wow, what a reference. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, so my number five is a movie from, what year is this? 2010. It is called Rubber. I've actually talked about this once on the show. Uh, critically acclaimed movie rubber critically acclaimed can I guess what the argument is people make sure they just don't like it from the sheer concept and I've never seen it yeah of course yep uh, <laughs> the movie is about uh, a psychokinetic telekinetic uh, have you seen this Donnie no okay have you heard of it no I'm trying to Wikipedia it and can't even find it <clears throat> let's do rubber movie um 
It's about a telekinetic or a psychokinetic. I'm not entirely sure which one is the correct kinetic. Psychosomatic out of kinsane. <laughs> uh, a tire. It's about a tire. Who, <laughs> yes. It's about a tire that comes to life and has the ability to blow things up with its uh, so-called mind. Now, Fro, when something possesses... Anthropomorphic. You've been practicing? I saw the word again uh, the other day, and I read it over and over again. Say it three times. Anthrop- My voice is gone. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? An- anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic. This guy's been... I was hooked on phonics. Yeah, he's practicing. <laughs> I've right, been going. I've been reading a lot of Muzzy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, about this, this, this tire that, for some reason, comes to life. There's no actual explanation as to why it comes to life. It just does. It it's, takes place in like the desert in California, probably Death Valley. And uh, it starts with this tire just lying on the ground, and then it just fucking whoop, goes upright. Starts rolling, 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 rolling. It run- rolling, rolling, rolling. Ah. Uh, it, it runs over a water bottle, and then it runs over a scorpion, and then it comes across a glass bottle, and it starts to vibrate, and it tries to blow it up with its mind, and it can't. And then eventually finds a rabbit, and it does. It kills a rabbit by blowing it up, and then eventually it, it, it turns into kind of like a love story where it sees this woman and falls in love with this woman, and it just tries to find her and track her and get to her. And she keeps just avoiding it uh, in all these weird situations. And then all of a sudden, like, all these people start getting involved and they find the tire. And then it fucking just starts blowing people up, killing people. And people are trying to stop it. Uh, and then it's, like, pretty self-aware because they keep cutting to these weird scenes where there's a crowd watching the entire thing happening from, like, a distance. Oh. It's like a self-aware movie, so it's like weird, right? So all these people are sitting there in the middle of the desert, watching all these uh, all these sequence of events happen with their binoculars, and eventually, like these people come by and it's like, "Oh, hey, everybody, how's everything going over here?" Like checking in with the people as they're watching, is like, "Oh, and like we don't we don't really know what's going on." Blah blah blah. So, all right, well, we brought you food, and then eventually, like these these event planners poison all the people that were watching this movie that like the self-aware part and just start killing them it's just this weird like side thing that's going on and it makes no sense whatsoever and then eventually the tire fucking like the person somebody tries to stop the tire and eventually he uh he does he he destroys the tire with a shotgun and blows it up uh wow one shotgun something like that and then eventually I think it kind of reforms again. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, it leads an entire army of tires. I mean, all these other tires become sentient and start rolling into Hollywood. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Well, spoiler, dude. Sorry. Now I'll never have to watch it. Yeah. That's Thanks. How, that's how I feel it's, about The Sixth Sense. It's French. It's French? It's an English language French independent comedy. Oh, I didn't realize it's, it was French. It's uh, billed as a comedy. Well, dark comedy slash horror. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, can you really? That's very serious, bro. <laughs> now I'm concerned about the tires on my car. Yes, you should. Um, but it was it was just so strange that I kind of enjoyed it because it was silly, and I just liked the fact that it was so out there, and this tire somehow got tele slash psychokinesis and was just blowing people up with it, and it was enjoyable. A little bit of gore is kind of fun. Hmm. They're a very fucking stupid movie overall. Right. And if somebody was like, this movie sucks, I'd be like, you are 100% entitled to that opinion. You're not wrong, friend. <laughs> but that's the point of a guilty pleasure movie. So this is actually probably the... The guiltiest ve- of pleasures. The very true guilty pleasure movie on my list. Uh, but that's it. Rubber. 
I thought it was going to be about condoms. Imagine that. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Sentient condoms that snip off people's dicks. I would say sentient condoms that uh, sing and dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Sentient condoms that bust and ruin your life. Yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> but yeah, that's what they do. They have the ability to open and then reseal themselves. <laughs> so it's just some thing about so many people getting pregnant, and this guy who owns the condom factory. Can't understand what's going on, but what happened was 10 years earlier, he got a girl pregnant, and that girl was a gypsy, and then cursed him, and dragged her hand across his face and said, Condom Hole. And the movie's called Condom Hole. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) I'm sold. I'll I'll back it. All right. It's going to be a Kickstarter next week. Donnie, what's your number four? (laughs) My number four is another TV horror film, and it's the last TV one on my list. And oh, it's didn't... also by Stephen King, and it's The Stand. The Stand? I don't know this one. So I don't remember this. I remember it being a big deal TV event. How long ago was this? It, it, what... it was yeah. mid-90s. Yeah. So I remember it like, as a kid. and like my, I remember my mom like, being like super into it, but I don't remember it at all. I don't think I ever saw it. So yeah. lead us down the path. It was four nights um, with commercials. It was two hours each night. Um, yeah, Fuck. the DVD is like front and back. Oh, wait. Can I ask one question about this? Yeah. Is this the movie that has the guy who likes to tear paper? I don't think so. Okay, never mind then. He might be in the book. No, because I remember there was a Stephen King movie event where like people were trapped in like an airport or something. Oh, that's the Langoliers. Okay, never mind. Keep going. Yeah. I forgot about that one, too. Um, so pretty much the stand was they tried to condense this book that is bigger than my house um, into a four-night movie, you know, TV movie event, which it wasn't horrible. But again, it's like, well, we haven't seen the Brat Pack in like 20 years. So let's get them all together and do this condensed version of this really, really thick uh, Stephen King book and see if we can make it scary, which they didn't. The whole, you know, the big, the big bad of the thing was this Randall Flag character, the walking dude, the dark man, and he wasn't even that scary. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go around and wear denim and have a mullet and try to get the girl from just shoot me knocked up." Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, the whole, the whole premise of it, if you're not familiar, which everyone should read the book, um, it's supposed to be like the rapture, I guess, where the majority of the U.S. population gets taken out by this super flu, and then they all migrate west, and half of them go to. Boulder, Colorado, and the rest of them go to Vegas, and it's a good versus evil kind of end of the world kind of showdown. Um, is this like a purge type of thing where people just start killing each other? No. No. It's like the no. leftovers. Sort of, yeah. Except they actually, people die of the flu, so they have bodies to get rid of and such. Um, Do they hit the floor? Uh, sometimes they just hang out and, like, people, like, normally, it's really weird. At first, people start, like, dying just, like, in hospitals and at home and whatnot. But then all of a sudden, there's like the interstate's full of cars with dead bodies in them. Like people just suddenly drop dead. I don't know. I guess the does somebody let the bodies hit the floor? It's a dr- no. it's a drowning pool thing. Nobody lets the bodies hit the floor. What? No. Something's wrong with me. Okay. Uh, why, why is it called the stand? Because of the fight between the good and evil. Yeah, and they have to make their stand, okay. as Mother Abigail would say. It's time to make y'all stand. The good guys follow this. Uh, they have dreams about whether they want to go to Vegas with the, the Satan guy or go to uh, follow the old black lady, Mother Abigail. Oh, follow the um, Satan guy. Sister Abigail? But, um, go ahead. There's a... Uh, Donnie, do you watch wrestling at all? 
Uh, not currently, but I'm kind of familiar. Oh, uh, well, there's a character called Bray Wyatt, and he's like a mysterious kind of. He's supposed to be like a a Louis, like Louisiana Southern Bayou. He's a Cape Fear type of character, right? But he always references a character who you never see called Sister Abigail, and her his finisher is called sis, the Sister Abigail or whatever. So uh, I, wonder, I wonder if it has anything to do with that movie. Possibly. Mm. I don't know. I just never knew that. Yeah. So another but Stephen much, King. It's like it's it's essentially like they took the Book of Revelation and condensed it into. Um, you know, a four-part movie miniseries thing. It's supposed to be, you know, it's it's just one of those things that, again, you know, not the best writers, not the best stars. You know, they just kind of did the best with what they had. Oh, you mean the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar didn't fucking pull his weight in that movie? <laughs> he was in, like, two scenes. Nonetheless, he was there. <laughs> and actually, he was only alive in, like, one of them. <laughs> so, so he was alive for one scene, and they brought him back for the dead corpse scene. Yeah, he was, uh, he was walking around with uh, a sign that said like the end is near or something like that ringing a bell. Oh, he's the one, he's one of those guys. The end is nigh. Yeah, it did have a lot of like for the time like moderately okay stars and like it was like the first thing Molly Ringwald had done in like twenty years. The first thing Rob Lowe had done in a long time. I forget who else. Gary Sinise is in it. It was like his first thing that really he was in. The voice of uh, Patrick from SpongeBob was in it. Really? Yeah. Really? Is he like? You think we gotta stand? <laughs> I stand. Hey, hey, I stand. And uh, no. she, the girl from uh, Saw, like the, I forget the character's name, but like the girl who's like his lackey, she was in it. Huh. You know what's funny is, uh, I actually, I, I found the, uh, it's weird because it's like a, thr- like a, it's supposed to be like a horror movie, right? Yeah, sort of. I don't know why they picked this for, uh, for their theme song. This is really it. Idiot. <laughs> that's how the movie ends. They just all jump up in the air, freeze frame, high fiving, and that mo- that song just kicks right in. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I, I, I got yeah. I got a kick out of it. A kickstand. <laughs> yeah, I love I love to watch it. They they just basically got all these famous names in this film, and you know, again, they had to condense it down. So the story wasn't that great, the writing wasn't that great, but it was all right for the time. But I I really can just sit there and watch like the whole like front and back of the DVD in one sitting. Now, is it because it just hit you at the right time at the right age? Possibly, but at the same time, I was in high school, so I'm like, I didn't really get the rat, the the brat pack or, um, stuff like that. I just mainly just watched it because it was on. Fair. All right, my but, number, f- my number four. Here we go. My number four is a movie that I, I went through like a a gestation period with this movie because I definitely didn't like it with everybody, and then I saw it again, and then like after like, kind of sitting on it for a while, I was like, you know what? I actually really like this movie. And that movie is M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Never saw it. You never saw it? That was that was when he started just putting out shit movies. So I was like, I don't need to see this. It wasn't that bad. I like that movie a lot. But Donnie, I don't know if you get this. A lot of people do shit all over that movie and like hate the fuck out of it. Uh, I mean, it was predictable, but... I, not to me. Was, it wasn't predictable uh, to me. <laughs> I was like, when, it, when like the, the twist happened, I was like... Oh. You can you can mention the twit Twitch the, the Twitch twist. yeah I'll mention the Twitch the twist he was dead the whole time hey do, do you want to hear yeah. the <laughs> yeah the twist let me play the theme song for that it goes a little something with this come on baby um but yeah so the whole thing is that um it takes place in what's supposed to be like an old like seventeen hundreds you know self village self sustaining village 
Uh, and they're very like they're very religious. Uh, and they believe that uh, there's an outskirts of the village where like you're not supposed to go because a uh, I don't know what they're called, but some sort of monster uh, roams those woods and will you know essentially take you if you don't uh, if you go if you trespass a certain line. And they also have a whole thing where like they they leave things out for. I mean, it's a, everyone in the village like believes this 100 percent to be true, and it's how they live. And then the twist is is there's like a a stabbing that happens there from Joaquin Phoenix's character. Uh, he stabs somebody, and that person he, needs he, medical he attention. He gets stabbed. Oh, he gets stabbed. Yeah. Oh, I'm, all right. I'm confused. Wait a minute. Who played the slow character? That's a, that's a notable person, right? That was. Uh, I know I've seen him. In, the, I've seen him in other uh, films. Anyway, so Joaquin Phoenix gets stabbed, and he's like the the love interest of this other girl. <clears throat> so there's a, there's a blind woman. And the blind woman... She's, she's, the, she's the girl, yeah. She's the love she's interest. Of, and, uh, she wants to save the person she loves so much. So the village is run by like a group of elders. And the elders get together and essentially... They're, they're, they're a little... They're not corrupt. They're just a little misguided. But they're like... Their morals are, are true. You know, they're honest. They want, they're trying to do good. And they know that they need to save Joaquin Phoenix's character because they don't want him to die because they're not, they're not bad people. But what they do is they need to send somebody out past, you know, essentially the, uh, the line to go get medicine or, or whatever. So they send, they decide to send the blind woman. And the reason they do that is because a, everyone's so scared. No one wants to leave. And she, you know, she loves this character and she's not afraid of it. It's not afraid of the monsters that, you know, everyone's been grown up, you know, raised to believe that exist out there. So she walks through these woods and she eventually comes to a clearing and she fucking walks into a, a, a modern contemporary highway. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the whole twist is yeah. that the group of elders all experience like a tragedy in like a current time. And they essentially, I don't know, they must have like all been like affluent or something. They had money. So they bought land in like the secluded area of the woods and built a village and live as if it's the 1700s and like started this whole community. Uh, and like what's weird about it is like there were so many people in there that it's not like they like brought babies in there and raised them all to believe this. But uh, for the most part, um, everyone like believed it 100%. Uh, so they must have been born in the village or something. I mean, it's the only way it makes sense to me. But uh, what about planes flying overhead? Listen, Fro, <laughs> we don't ask these types of questions. I'm just saying. It could be a no-fly zone. Uh, yeah. It was, it was Adrian Brody that stabbed him. I thought that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so because she's blind, she won't see any of the fact that they live in like 2008 or whatever the hell the movie came out. Um, so that twist, people fucking hated it. And I initially was like, oh, come on, because I wanted to see the mon- Like, I wanted the monsters to be real. So that's the whole thing. The monsters was just a big drum, like... Uh, trumped up story that the elders created to keep people from leaving and discovering that they don't live in the 1700s, more or less. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, but I, I wanted the monster. That, that's my thing. Whenever that happens, I'm always like, man, I wanted the monster to be real. Like, I want the monster to be real all the time. Uh, but that was my only problem. But afterwards, I was like, that's actually a pretty cool story idea, and I actually really like it. <clears throat> okay. That's cool. I liked it. Yeah. You're one of the few. I guess so. You're a minority now. How's it feel? It feels fine. Wow. Maybe I'll uh, be able to get my voice heard more and I can <laughs> shout people down and accuse them of being something they're not. 
All right. Anyways, so uh, so my number four. No. Yeah. Four. Yeah, we're going real slow. We're gonna speed this up. Jesus. Okay. My number four is uh, an anthology movie. Uh, in the vein of creep show and whatnot, it is Tales from the Hood. <laughs> you okay, Donnie? Donnie, all right, you choking it. over there? Tales from the I Hood. Love it. Uh, this is one of those movies where it had like four sequences in it, and uh, it essentially dealt with uh, horror-themed uh, urban culture stuff. So it really focused on like police brutality, uh, drugs. Racism, blah, 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 gang violence in a horror-esque setting. I guess it's not really too, too, too horror-y. Um, everything is kind of uh, segued by this Crypt Keeper-esque character who is, uh, he's a funeral home director, and that's kind of how they segue into uh, shows. Uh, this The, what do you want to call it? Sketches? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, from the, from the urban demographic, this was like hit-ass movie, you know? Hell yeah. Hit-ass. Is that your demographic? Not mine specifically, right? but people from L.A. All right. This is all about L.A., baby. All right. Uh, so, like, the first... One of the first ones was uh, this cop uh, story. It had to do with this uh, young young black cop just got on the job, blah, blah, blah. Just started up on the force. Got to make a change in the world. <laughs> yep. And he's, he's got this white partner. And they go and they you do this... fuck him. Yep, exactly. He was all about it at first. And then they eventually, they do this routine traffic stop, and it's this like civil uh, civil rights leader, this government official, black you know black government official, and yada yada yada. And they do this routine stop, and you know they pull him over and they start doing the normal thing. And the white cop, uh, in short, eventually just starts beating the fuck out of this guy for no reason. It's unjustified. And then like they bring in all these other cops. And they just pretty much beat this guy to death. <laughs> and this one black cop, uh, the young black cop is like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is going on? And eventually they keep egging him on. It's like a fucking uh, bullying situation. It's like, you need to fucking do this too. Get in on this. And the kid's just like, ah. Right. And like, I think maybe does a little bit of it, but doesn't want to. Very hesitant. Right. And uh, <clears throat> it's honestly just like a shitty uh, fucking, what's that dude's name? Uh, the fucking Rodney King. Oh, situation yeah. okay. where they just beat the fuck out of him, kill him, and eventually, uh, the pretty much the horror part is they get they go to his grave and the fucking white cops are still fucking with this fucking dude's body, essentially. <laughs> okay. And they're pissing on his grave and everything, and this kid like doesn't want to be a part of this and like fucking egging him on to still do it, and eventually like this fucking zombie hand comes out and pulls fucking one of the fucking cops down into the grave by his fucking balls. Hell yeah. Uh, and that's kind of that one. <laughs> that's the end of that story. Uh, for the most part, uh, there's another one with this kid. Uh, he keep he keeps showing up to school all bruised and beaten, and uh, the like teachers like, oh, what's going on? Blah 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 blah. Like, I just can't walk down the stairs. Essentially, and uh, he's like, oh, there's a monster at my house, and she's like, oh, okay, and she's like, you know, starts to. Well, she she assumes it's you know getting beat by his parents. Right. So she's like, oh, I, I think I need to intervene. <clears throat> Goes there, talks to the mom, tries to get the story, and she's like, oh, he's just clumsy. He's just clumsy. Blah, blah, blah. Like, brushing it off. And... He keeps walking into my punches. I just don't know what's <laughs> happening. I can't uh, dodge it out. That's the normal story. Uh, but eventually, like, she disappears and then comes back. The teacher comes back and it's... Uh, she meets the boyfriend who, that's the monster. The dickhead. David Allen Greer. Specifically, <laughs> uh, he's the he's the monster. Uh, 
And like the weird thing is, is like I think it's kind of more of a figment of this kid's imaginations because he constantly draws him as a monster. So at some point they kind of figure that out and they start crumbling up this piece of paper and David Alan Greer starts fucking getting crumbled up. So this kid has weird like occult powers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and just like destroys the kid. They light the paper on fire and his body starts burning. I'm literally reading a, a Marvel story right now that is that. Yeah? Yeah. It's mo- <laughs> Monsters Unleashed. Nice. That's the whole concept is that there's an inhuman who can, when he draws a monster, it becomes real. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's so that's that's kind of what happens. And then there's another story, which I don't really fully remember. Um, some, some KKK thing, some racist thing, and I don't really remember what's going on. Have you had to defend this movie before to anybody? I don't really talk about it with anybody. There's no demo- <laughs> Yeah, there's no demographic that I'd be like, dude, Tales from the Hood? Pro's at a party. He's like, anybody want to talk about Tales from the Hood? Anyone? Tales from the Hood, y'all? Hell yeah. The only one I remember is the one that was set in the South. In, uh, I think that's the KKK one. Yeah, with the dolls. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's been a long time since again since I watched this movie. I generally don't watch any of these movies anymore. So, yeah, just because I I don't really repeat too many movies too often. Okay. So yeah, that's that. Tales from the Hood. So any of our black listeners who know it, and Donnie. Donnie, you hear that? You're an honorary black man. Woohoo! I've been told that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. Donnie, <laughs> you my N word. Jesus. I don't say that so. I can't believe you called him a... N-word? A uh, Nike shoe. He's a nincompoop. Anyways, Donnie, go. Give us your number three. My number three is sort of more than one film, but they're all kind of lumped together at this point. It's pretty much starting with the fourth one. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, really four through six. Take your pick. <laughs> Aw. Boo. I love the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Because pretty much it's just, what's an interesting way Freddy can kill someone? Let's build a movie around it. Yeah, it's well, they started... writing. They started doing more comedy, and they made it more of a comedy franchise. Yeah. So it took away uh, from the horror aspect. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I'm a kung fu master in my dreams. It doesn't matter. Freddy's well, going to get you. Well, that was three, if you're talking about Dream Warriors, and that movie's fucking sick. No, I'm talking about four, actually, specifically, where he's like in a dojo, and there's like... <laughs> yeah. He turns into a whale? No. That was the one where, like, every time one of her friends died, she, like, got an aspect of them or something like that. So by the end, she was, like, making bombs and, like, doing kung fu and lifting, like, power lifting. And uh, I, it's been so long since I've seen the past. Like, I have a hard time going past four yeah. also. So. And, and and these are ones that, again, talked about owning them. I have, like, one through um, the first six and then, like, New Nightmare. I have them on DVD. So, I mean, it's not like I've never watched them or refused to watch them. Oh, know? no. I have the whole anthology. Uh, and they were definitely, like, I powered through them all and I was like... Yeah, they're starting to get bad. <laughs> New Nightmare is pretty rough for its, yeah. its self-aware. Uh, and I, which one is the one with Breck and Meyer, where they're in the, like the cabin and he turns into the video game? It's you just stupid. The power glow. Right, it's just stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah, one, one, two, and three are great. I love them. But yeah, four, yeah, five, six, and whatever. Year. You have every right to put this on your list. Like I enjoy it because I enjoy the franchise as a whole. Um, but it's definitely like. Yeah, you got to defend those ones, <laughs> and you, you will have a very difficult time. Matt, have you seen any of those? So I am traditionally very much a Friday the Thirteenth guy. Um, I I know I've seen parts of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I oh, you're killing me. No, I know. I, I want. I really do want to watch them, but because I always hear so many things of like you know the first one's awesome, first incredible, one's awesome, and then it's literally like every other one after that is like 
a joke. No, two and three are great. Uh, two is okay. Three, I love. I just saw that in the theater not too long ago. Uh, the rest are rough. You gotta see the first one. I, I this Halloween yeah. season, I will make it a point to watch the first Nightmare on Elm Street. However, I feel like I know most of every story because of well, uh, right. of this song right here. Now I have a story that I'd like. Hell yeah! Freddy's dead. This is, I think that's from three. Dude, that's that the one where he was like, you've got the body and I've got the brain. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the body and I've got the brains. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. I've been working on that one. That's you Will, know, that's Will that's Smith, fun. right? Yeah, that's Will Smith. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just like... Um, yeah, no, I... Yeah, I should watch it. Just do one, two, three. Okay. I'll... Yeah. Yeah. Don't you don't have to worry about the last ones because they really are bad. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like I should watch them for cultural touchstones. Go for it, just to see, just to do it. But one, two, and three are the only ones that are worth watching, and two is kind of up there because they kind of deviate from how he actually is. I did see. Uh, let me ask you guys this: I did see the remake. Did I hated guys, the remake. You didn't like the remake? Hated it. I thought the guy who played. It. I thought the guy who played Freddy was pretty good. It's but was that, the guy from was the guy from Watchmen, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Uh, I don't remember it. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing is, he was. He, it's kind of like the it thing. Yeah, he was too iconic of a character for me to uh, allow somebody else to play it. Uh, Especially when you had a very capable Robert England still around. Right. Right. And but they they CGI'd it too. Yeah. And a lot of it was very CGI. When that, that was that was like the time in cinema where CGI was so cool and fresh that everybody used it. So much that they put they put it where they didn't need it. Like he was there. pretty much CGI. Yeah, which was which bothered the fuck out of me. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think he did the fucking role justice whatsoever. And the, some of the scenes they could have easily done practical effects for, but they chose fucking CGI. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I I don't blame you. So I'm not a fan, and I don't know. All right, so my number three, right? Number three. Yes, Donnie. Uh, good picks, by the way. Uh, yeah. uh, all awful, and yes, you should defend uh, <laughs> to the death. So here's another movie that I defend. Kind of constantly, but however, this this movie does a lot of people do like this movie. I don't have to defend this one so much, but the people I have to defend it against, I I fucking like this is like a passion of mine because I, it just drives me nuts. And that is um, at least the first two to three Paranormal Activity movies. <laughs> I'm gonna stay quiet. Why? Because <laughs> me and you got into a big thing about this. Oh, it wasn't this one though. No, it was a fourth kind. Yeah, no, that's a fourth kind. Totally different. Totally different movie. To a degree, like it's that. Uh, found footage voyeuristic kind of yeah look but did you see the paranormal activity film no because i your little baby uh pussy yes yeah. and also i had no interest they looked very stupid to me so the first the first one i'd say, I'd say it's probably the same thing as nightmare on elm street the first at least two are great they're also iconic they were yeah. very different like they they stole the blair witch projects kind of format yeah, but then went from there because it's like a mockumentary esque sort of. Yeah, it's like a found, it's like another found footage thing. But uh, so here's my here's my argument because a lot of people are just like they fucking yes, the movie is very tepid. It's very slow. Um, but like the creep factor is 
through the roof because of how slow it is. Hmm. Um, and the other thing, too, is like um, my favorite part about those movies, not so much now, the way they're going, but I understand. I mean, they can't keep repeating the same process over and over again. I know the story has to grow or whatever. And I'm like not so hot on the newest ones, but uh, the first one, the w- like everyone's like, it's so boring, it's so slow, like blah blah blah, nothing even happens. And this, what I love about the first one so much is, if you caught something like that on film for real, like that's probably exactly what it would look like. And like that's what I love so much about it is like, it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah. It's not an exaggerated version of itself for the sake of being a movie. It's like it's a found footage thing and like everything's so subtle. Mm. And there's only like really like a couple big moments, but the thing is because everything is so subtle and slow, when those bigger moments happen, you're like, "Holy shit." Um, at least for me. So that's my whole thing is like, "Oh, so it's like what did you want? You want some fucking monster to kick the door down and like two fucking Uzis in its hand just firing him into like the ground?" Uh, yes. Cuz that's a different movie. <laughs> that sounds awesome though. I want to see a fucking monster Uzi movie. All right, well, we'll get cracking on that. Muzi. Muzi. <laughs> also helps you to speak and spell <laughs> foreign languages. Um, but no, I like so I thought they I thought they were so well done and I loved them so much and it was and like that was the fucking first movie to do the whole pull a goddamn bed sheets off of somebody while they're fucking sleeping which then the next 5 years every goddamn horror movie had the same fucking scene of that happening which always drove me nuts this happened every fucking oh somebody's sleeping the bed sheets are moving it's like yeah I've seen this 10 times already why just fucking do anything else um but like the the payoff is crazy. The story, I like how like I liked how the story's gone, but some of the movies are just like they're they're like definitely stepping into like listening to the criticism of like oh they're too slow or whatever. It's like now they have like too many big moments, and I'm like ah eh. like I like the I like the subtlety and the slowness originally. Mm-hmm. Donnie, what do you think? I've never seen them. Really? They're very they're yeah. very fun. They're very creepy. They're very slow, but like. You gotta be like, you gotta be in the mood for it. But it's man, yeah. I, I think it's so good. Like I said, if if that should ever really happen, that's what it would fucking happen. It's exactly how it would happen, in my opinion. I definitely can respect the subtle scares versus the jump scares. I was worried that it was gonna the new it was just gonna be nothing but Pennywise jumping out every ten minutes, and it's like, ooh, this is scary. Ooh, this is scary. Right. So I yeah, I I get how that can be creepy as hell. Yeah, but like this is a movie where it's like it's so slow and quiet because a lot of it's like silence. It's like, I wouldn't recommend seeing it in the theater because it's too much of a gamble to fucking have an audience be like behaved and not be like, mm. fuck, yo, damn, that bed sheet's moving. Oh, shit, yo, get out of it. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's my number three, this paranormal activity. If you don't like it, you, like, I feel like that's a very jarring, you either love it or you hate it. Cool. Anyways, I'm going to go with my number three. I'll keep this one short because I really can't talk a uh, fuck ton about it. Okay. Uh, it is a another anthology movie. Uh, it is the ABCs of Death. I don't even know what the hell that is. <clears throat> uh, what is that? ABCs of Death. Yep. They got 26 directors and they filmed uh, 20, uh, 26 segments all following the, le- the letters of the alphabet. And each letter had to do with Something was a anthropomorphic. It was not anthropomorphic. Um, I have the list up. What it is? Oh shit! Did I skip over something? 
No, oh, I didn't. You're I didn't. You're scrolling your list up again? Nope, I, I got it. It's just out of order on uh, online. Uh, but yeah, so they just kind of follow a, a path with uh, the letters, and each letter, they picked one word, and that was the topic of the fucking scene. Each scene probably consisted mainly of five to ten minutes, maybe. Maybe. And uh, just they went from either just straight-up horror stuff or just gore or like comedy-involved stuff. Um, it's pretty meh overall, but there were... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, overall, it's it's pretty meh because, again, it's 26 different takes. Uh, in Guess what F stands for. What's that? Guess what F stands for. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I guess? Oh, yeah. I loved this one. Is it farting? It's fart. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole bit on farting. <laughs> Here's the synopsis of this one. Schoolgirl school girl Yoshi is obsessed with her teacher, Miss Yumi. One day while outside, a deadly gas breaks forth from the ground and kills anyone who inhales it. Yoshi and Yumi escape into a building where the former wishes to smell the latter's farts instead of the gas. Yumi farts in Yoshi's face, and she is transported to a gas-filled dimension where she and Yumi make out. That's the whole thing. I'm not not looking this up right now. It's on Hulu. Uh, I say it's it's worth a watch, uh, and there's a second one apparently. Um, but I'll quick I'll go through what every single letter is real fast. So A is for Apocalypse. B is for Bigfoot. C is cycle. Uh, actually, I don't remember what that one is. Um, D is for dogfight. So this is fucking dogs kill people. Uh, e is for exterminator. F is for fart, which, again, I do remember that one, and that one was fucking awesome. G is for gravity. H is for hydroelectric diffusion. Uh, I is for ingrown. Oh, it's fucking subtitled. Yeah, it's Japanese. Oh, This one was Japanese. She's taking off her pants. I just want to hear one of these farts. It's very poetic. Oh, it's so artsy. All right, she's pulling her pants down. Hey, I'm on. I'm watching this on YouTube, and I'm wa- I'm looking at this girl's ass. Yeah, as long as there's no butthole. This is is that is that the the line they draw? All right, this other girl's bending down in front of this other girl's ass. She's praying. Oh my god, there's yellow gas coming out of her butt. This is so. Everybody, everyone, stop what you're doing. If you're driving, pull over. I don't care what you're doing. Everyone needs to go stop and just look for the fart scene from this fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All yeah. right. Uh, J is for Jinokagi, a samurai movie. K is for klutz. Uh, L is for libido, so it's some sort of dick thing. Uh, M is for miscarriage. Women can have a libido. A woman tries to unclog her toilet. She goes down to the basement, finds a plunger, and turns, revealing that a dead fetus inside. <laughs> well, who put that there? <laughs> N is for nuptials. O is for orgasm. Uh, P is for pressure. Q is for quack. It's a duck thing. R is for removed. This one was pretty crazy. Uh, I think it's this one. It's like this overweight woman who starts cutting off all of her skin in order to be skinny. Ugh. Uh, S is for speed, and they show like everything, too. It's pretty wild. T is for toilet. U is for unearthed. V is for vagitus, uh, the cry of a newborn baby. Uh, w is for what the fuck. X is for XXL. Oh, this is the big woman. Uh, y is for Young Buck. It has to do with the wrestlers. Sweet. That's not true. Too and sweet. Z is for Zetsumetsu. Extinction. Okay. Yeah, so, most of those were fucking awful. Some of them were good. Some of them were fucking batshit insane. Most of the Japanese ones were just, like, out of control. Uh, I say it's worth checking out just because it's like, whatever. 
Okay, cool. But that's it. Like, it's mostly bad, but whatever. Donnie, number two. Deuce. My number two. I haven't seen this one in a while, actually. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This is my number one. Hey! <laughs> All right, talk about it. Uh, it's these aliens from space and they're clowns and you kill them by shooting their noses and they they cocoon you in cotton candy and drink you through crazy straws. I mean, come on. It's fucking wild. Have you ever seen it, Matt? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I, I love this movie, but it's definitely not a good movie. I think no. visually this movie is awesome because I think all the makeup and all the special effects are fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I like the way everything looks too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's been a second one that's been in production hell ever since the first one, and they've been trying to make this fucking movie forever. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll be kickstarted. Uh, something like that. And come out on Crackle only. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this movie's fun. It just has all these fucking crazy-ass clowns that come down to Earth and just try to start uh, eating people, essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Donnie, continue to go on if you have any, any more to say. That's really it. I mean, they drink them through crazy straws. They do a lot of kills that have to do with like clown shit. Like I feel like they like threw a pie in somebody's face and it fucking like melted them. Like it was acidic yeah. whipped cream. I know one of the clowns did like a shadow puppet and it like shrunk people down. No, it, it bit them. It bit them. Yeah, the shadow puppet bit people in half. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I do remember one of them coming up out of the toilet. Ever since then, I've, I always like look in the toilet before I sit down. <laughs> not not a joke. I really do. To make sure there's no that. to make sure there's no uh, red nose popping out of there. Apparently, yeah. Uh, this, but this movie's super fun. That's why I enjoy it. But it's definitely not a good horror movie, especially with the premise. It's like a classic. Like this seems like a trauma, like B movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what's awesome though is uh, the Dickies do the theme song. Oh yeah. You ever hear the theme song? Um, I have. It's but I don't really good. It. It takes 10 years to get into it, though. <laughs> no, it's coming up. All right, come on, Doug. You know what? I'll just wait a minute. How you, how you doing, Fro? I'm great. Uh, I think the, the fucking ice cream truck that they fucking take at the end is fucking badass. It's very Sweet Tooth-esque. <laughs> oh, Sweet Tooth from uh, Twisted Metal? Yes. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, they explode oh. by shooting them. Oh. Very classic. Hell yeah. You remember that at all? Uh, no, it's been so fucking long. Uh, I guess the ending is uh, the fucking clown car, a clown car dropping out of the sky, and uh, the two like the main characters or whatever just kind of sitting there watching, and all of a sudden they just get hit in the face with pies, and that's the ending. Spoiler yeah, alert! They're, they're trying to apparently. Last we heard, they were trying to make it a series for cable. Oh, that's way worse. You know, don't fucking do, don't ever do that. <laughs> I, I'm and what I'm talking about is the fucking Inhumans. Holy shit. Make it a fucking movie and make it good, please. Yeah, I, I didn't hate totally that show, but whatever. Yeah, yeah well, we'll it's, talk about that some other time. They've already canceled it, so. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. It's already been canceled? 
they're toning it as it's the, the complete series when they air it. Oh, wow. It does have, like, what, Friday night at 9 p.m. in that the time slot? Yeah, but the, the way they're advertising it is uh, the complete series. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Well, we'll see. Whatever. We'll talk about We'll table that for now. Weird. Uh, yeah, that's a great pick, Donnie. Anything else? Mm, no. Crazy straws. I mean, shit. Okay. If you haven't seen it, watch it because it's it's visually great. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, it's very fun. It's a fun horror movie. If you're terrified of clowns, fucking sack up and watch it. Sack up, bruh. I can't. I can't get my girlfriend to watch anything with a fucking clown in it. Yeah, she should. She loves horror things. Not clowns. Will not do anything with clowns. Uh, so we already talked about nine, my number two, which was it. So I'm just gonna jump to my number one. But before I do that, I'm gonna clean it up a little bit. Yeah, you clean it. All right. So if you like the show, support the show. Go to Patreon.com/slash/top5adept. Where you can get access to uh, what's goofing our bonus show uh, that me and Fro have been putting out uh, week to week, and we just talk about what, what's going on in our day to day lives, and um, you know some some topics that we necessarily won't or can't make a top five list about, and um, things like that. Also, uh, go to uh, Facebook.com/slash/top5adept if you want to join in some discussions. Go to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at top5adept for both of them. And if you want to write a death on how you died, send that to top5ofdeath at gmail.com. And of course, as I mentioned last week's episode, you can go to top5ofdeath.com to get links to literally all those things I just mentioned. So top5ofdeath.com, uh, your one-stop shop for Top 5 of Death. All right. And here we go. My number one. And this is a movie I, I think I've had to defend to everyone I know who, have, who has seen it. And I'm the only person. I'm like, I'm alone on an island here. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> this movie is called The Last Rite. I've never even heard of it. It's from 2012. It's a it's like a mock like another like documentary style movie about possession. Um, uh, okay. And as I've said many times, I am like demonic like demonic stuff and possession and like things like that. That is my favorite. Those are my favorite movies. I don't know why. I just love the lore behind demonology and things like that uh so the last right but the brother doesn't like outcast we'll talk about that some other time sure um the f- movie's about this uh the, about, i believe it's this woman and her mother is in an insane asylum because you know that's where she, they put her because she th- they thought she was crazy and it turns out you know she can't tell if she's crazy or possessed and it's another like demon jumping thing that goes on and there's some brutal scenes in that movie. There's one scene in particular where it's just talking about like an evil that's present and uh, they go to the church or whatever and like this evil's like jumping from person to person or it's just like around, right? Um, and this guy's filming a baptism and the priest is like baptizing a baby and then all of a sudden like he just gets like this look on his face and just holds the baby's head underwater for like way too long and then everybody starts like freaking out and trying to like pull him and he's like fighting him just trying to force this baby's head underwater i'm like holy shit i was like that's cool um you're like a baby infant side i like anybody who has the balls to do that (laughs) because so much that's well i think that is probably one of the most fucked up statements that's ever been said on the show well what i mean by that is like any movie and actually, going back to it, I was very pleased with that. Any movie that has the balls to actually like pull the trigger on like killing a like a baby or a child or something like that or hurting it, because usually they like allude to it very so taboo. often. It's very taboo. It's not so much anymore. But like that was one of the first movies I saw. I was like, ah, fucking awesome. Like, I mean, I know this is a fake movie, <laughs> so 
I'm not, I'm not, oh my God, I can't believe they really did that, you know? But it's like, oh, cool. Like, I, it really sets the tone, you know? Right. Uh, and then even in Stephen King's It, they, you know, they ripped Georgie's uh, arm off and they showed it. And I was like, oh, awesome. Uh, that was, he starts crawling away like he's in Saving Private Ryan or something. I was kind of surprised they showed it too. Yeah. But I was like, but right at the top, like, it set the tone for the movie. That's like, oh, we're not pulling punches here. In the first, in the original? The original, they don't do it. In anything. the new one. The new one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow. Yeah, they ripped the fucking kid's arm off. Right, because and like that is a big deal in film. Not and like it's becoming less of a big deal now. Right, I giggled because I was like, I was shocked that they did yeah. it. I loved it. So in the last right, they do that, and then there's like all these other movies and like uh, some fucking real gross, like dislocating parts, and it makes me real like, ugh, it makes me cringe because uh, I have my own dislocation problems, and I, ugh, I hate it. Uh, and the movie had a real like abrupt and like whatever ending that was like all right i understand that i'm fine and holy shit if i had to defend that movie to like everybody especially because of the ending the ending is like they're in a car and then like they're saving this girl right they're like driving her away and then like it's it's all found footage too and all of a sudden like they look and the girl like has like a different look on her face and then it's like oh fuck you know it's like it's here and then the car goes through a fucking crazy crash and it's like all uh like camera inside the car so it's just spinning blah 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 blah, blah like you know in a car accident and then it just settles and then you just see like the girl's feet just like walking away through the window and that's the end of it. <laughs> oh, I was hoping since it's called The Last Right, they actually just take a left at the end of the movie. They're like, and here it is. We're here. <laughs> and go home and that's the end of it. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's The Last Right. It's 2012. I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it had some good scenes but uh, I'm the only one. I ain't never heard of it. All right, Fro. What yeah. do you got for this? Is what your this number is my two? number two because number one was Killer Clowns. All right, cool. Uh, my number two uh, <laughs> is <laughs> I think I'm probably the only person that's ever fucking seen this goddamn movie, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, starring Eddie Murphy. I've th- heard of it. Okay, uh, Wes Craven actually directed it, and it fucking almost killed his goddamn career. Uh, this came out in '95. This movie got fucking horrendous reviews naturally, uh, but for me, I was like. I was 95. Eddie Murphy was the fucking king to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to fall off a banana and tailpipe. Uh, So him in a vampire movie, I'm like, great. This is going to be great. And uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I thought it was fantastic. But I guess nowadays it's uh, known as a pretty shit movie. Uh, But it's pretty much a hood ass vampire movie. He just shows up. He's a fucking like, he's a goddamn Dracula. And he's like, you can't have no motherfucking Dracula coming after me. Yeah, he's he's I like, turn around and trip the bitch. <laughs> he's like, like a classic vampire, not like a fucking interview with the vampire esque looking vampire. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know how to really. No, I hear you. Uh, in modern days, he not, he not had, like a uh, Victorian style vampire. Yeah, no, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's like a Victorian era oh, like okay. vampire in the modern age New York Brooklyn. Right. He shows up on some fucking ship in like a container because they fucking somehow there's a coffin in it, and it, the ship ends up in Brooklyn. And he comes out and he's all, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he comes across uh, Kareem Hardison, some actor from then. No idea who that is. Uh, if you saw him, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen him. Um, he bites fucking this dude, <clears throat> and he ends up turning into a fucking ghoul, not a vampire, but he's like. Fucking, he looks like a zombie after that, the whole movie, and now he's just like his slave. And uh, he's just trying to find the daughter of an old vampire, like through the lineage, in order to make him his wife. Sorry, make her his wife. I need the wife. <laughs> I, I need the wife. I assume that he's because Jewish. He, oh, he's in Brooklyn. <laughs> Could be a Jewish vampire. Where are the locks? Oh, I want uh, 
You called this blood? <laughs> what kind of blood is this? Did someone tell me? I need to know. I'm, I'm very. I, I have a bad reaction to bad blood. Can we? Can we try to pitch? 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 Can we try to pitch Vampire in Brooklyn uh, Two? Yeah, Vampire in Brooklyn Two, starring Morty the Vampire. Oh, God, the sun's too bright. I don't <laughs> like it. God, can you just let me sleep, please? What's wrong? I don't uh, get it. But yeah, no, the whole movie just—it's just like all these brothers think that he dresses weird and everything. <laughs> Like, man, you look like a goddamn fool. Pretty much. And then eventually, like, he, he eventually turns into, like, full-on vampire mode, where his, like, Hell face yeah. is all fucking makeuped up, and he's powerful. Sick. And then eventually he gets killed, naturally. Of course. Does Eddie Murphy kill him? Another Eddie Murphy? Oh, Eddie Murphy's the vampire. Eddie Murphy's the vampire. Oh, I didn't... I, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's the vampire. I thought you were going with the trope that Eddie Murphy plays a hundred different roles in his movies. That'd be, I'd be very much on board with that. <laughs> so, I love Eddie Murphy. I think he's great. So Axel Foley from... Uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop shows up and actually kills him. Your breath's so bad, people look forward <laughs> to your thoughts. <laughs> but anyways, Vampire in Brooklyn is my number two. Uh, hood-ass vampire movie. Yay, right. yay. Donnie, you're number one. My number one. FYI, Cream Hardison is Dwayne Wayne from A Different World. Is that ringing any bells? Yes, to me it does. I know who that is. Okay, yeah. He was also in that basketball movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, though, where he dies. Who preems? Who preems? Above the Rim. Above the Rim? No, not above the rim. Oh, white men can't jump. Donnie, number one? Nope. That's Wesley Snipes. My number one is the classic Troll 2. Ah, uh, you like this movie. Uh, no, go on record, Donnie, and say you like I've, it. I've watched it a whole bunch. I've never seen it. I just know it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, I've never so seen it's it. Like, be... It's like you're in high school, and it's like Friday night, Saturday night, and you're at home because you're a loser and don't have any friends, and you're about to go to bed, and HBO's like, next, Troll 2, and you're like, Okay. This is the infamous, and they're going to eat me, right? Is it that one? I think so. Okay. It's where they moved to this town called Neobog. Spoiler, it's goblin spelled backwards. Hell yeah. Um, is that a band, too? Yeah. 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 Yeah, has nothing, the, the, there are no actual trolls in the film. Um, Good this, for that. This family moves to this town called Neobog for some reason work or something I can't remember who cares the and there's economy. all these trolls and but the thing is trolls are vegetarians so in order to eat you first they have to turn you into vegetables oh yeah okay Pfft, okay what a fucking roundabout way to do that wait so yeah. there's no little creatures in this oh there are they're oh, goblins they're okay they're goblins they're not trolls okay I, I get what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some and for some reason the kid can talk to his dead grandfather they never really explain why his face just appears in the mirror grandpa Seth grandpa Seth Grandpa Sith? Sith. Oh, I was like, dude, he's a Sith? I think it's funny that everybody knows the second one more so than the first. Is, isn't there not a first one? There is, I think, and oh, it okay. actually had Trolls in it. They really don't have anything to do with each other. Right. I think it was going to be a different film, but then they just called it Troll 2. But yeah, but they this movie obviously got huge praise because of you know, how bad it was, and it turned into this huge cult classic. And there's oh, so, yeah. and in this day and age, everybody knows about it uh, because of memes and this and that. Like, it's definitely yeah. the, I, I've definitely heard the, oh no, and they're going to eat me too. So. Yeah. But, but the best part, though, of anything is because their leader was like a regular looking woman. Yeah. And she finds this guy in an RV and seduces him to have sex with him for some reason. I don't really know why. But they have. She has to score on the cop, and they start fucking, and it turns into popcorn, motherfucking. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what happens when you have sex with corn. Yeah, it's it gets so hot, the corn has no Apparently, choice but yeah. to, to pop. Yeah, 
It's just great. I mean, you just need to sit down and watch it. It's just all like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it makes no sense. It's horrible. It's great. Everyone needs to watch it. I just need to watch that documentary. Yeah. The worst movie of all time or something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's going to do it for our uh, top five guilty pleasure horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ki- this kicks off, uh, for all, I'll let you say it so I don't get in trouble. What, it kicks off what kind of month? Spook Fest. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? I like it. I love that. I love it. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Donnie. Any last words? Want to plug? Uh, what, are you trying to murder him? Who, Donnie? Yeah. Any <laughs> fucking last words, you piece of shit. Uh, now you can find me on Twitter at Donnie R. Geralds. All right, follow Donnie on Twitter at Donnie R. Geralds, but not until you follow Top 5 of Death on Twitter at Donnie R. Geralds. Mm-hmm. It's the same, the same Twitter right. handle. Uh, all right, well, uh, Donnie, thank you so much as always, and the next time you do this, we'll, uh, we'll have a much different aesthetically uh, pleasing room. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much, and uh, smell you later!